here with Mr. J. Hey, what's going on? And we want to welcome you to another episode of Wise for Salvation. It is our aim that we are helping you start conversations between kids and parents around the Word of God. Now, we came up with this clever title to our podcast all on our own. No, just kidding. We, we went to 2 Timothy 3.15. We went to God's Word. And there it says this, the scriptures, God's word, the Bible, are able to make us wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. And so our heart is that this podcast would generate amongst uh, our families conversations around God's word. And we keep this podcast short so you can do it while you're riding in the car, maybe while you're eating breakfast, just at those little moments throughout uh, your day when you can stop and pause, maybe give a listen and have conversations. And our hope is that um, there are days when maybe you don't listen to the podcast, but you still have this desire to talk about God's word together as a family. That's right. So we are going to get into God's word and um, then we'll pose a question for you at the end so that you can discuss God's word together. What is our episode today, Mr. J? Yeah, today the episode title is He'll Be Back. And our scripture for today is 2 Peter 3, 9, where it says this, The Lord is not slow to keep his promise. He is not slow in the way some people understand it. Instead, he is patient with you. He doesn't want anyone to be destroyed. Instead, he wants all people to turn away from their sins. Now, a little backstory here. Uh, Some people were saying that Jesus... Uh, wasn't coming back because he hadn't come back yet and it had been a while. And Peter is addressing them to say, listen, he's not slow in keeping his promise. He's giving you guys a chance to believe in him. So uh, one of my sons, I won't say which one, he does a pretty good uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonation. He likes to say, we have to get to the chopper now. Uh, And so there was a movie when I was growing up, uh, when Arnold was a lot younger, where he had this famous line. He said this, he said, I'll be back. And so Jesus, at times during his incarnation, when he was uh, walking on earth, he would make similar statements, not quite with the same voice. Uh, I don't think, I've never heard Jesus talk, but I don't think he sounded like that. Uh, he said this to his disciples. He said that, that he would leave, but that one time, one day he would come back again. So he was going away, but he was going to come back. This past Sunday, you learned about the ascension. That's when Jesus ascended or went up into heaven. But before he did, he gave the disciples instructions to make more disciples among all the nations. And he promised that he, Jesus, would be with them to the end of the age. Now, first, that seems kind of strange, right? If he's going away, how is he going to be with them? And the answer to that question is that he sent his Holy Spirit. Jesus sent his Holy Spirit to dwell in believers as his presence. So even though He's not physically with us. He is with believers through the presence of his Holy Spirit. And Jesus said that he would be with us in this way. He said he would be with us until the end of the age. What does that mean? Well, age is a measure of time, right? If someone says, what age are you? How old are you? You can answer them. I am seven or maybe if you're younger, you say, well, I'm four and a half. That half can be very important in certain seasons of our life. I'm 11, or maybe you would be really weird and say, I'm 1,456 days old. I don't know a lot of people that do that. Sometimes we use the word age also to describe, 
a period of time that's famous for something. So maybe in school, you've learned about the Stone Age or the Iron Age. These ages are famous for the material that was used in their tools and their weapons primarily, right? So in the Iron Age, tools and weapons were mostly made of iron. And that was a new invention, right? So it's known for that. So when Jesus said he would be with them until the end of the age, he meant that there would be a period of time when he would be gone, but that the Holy Spirit would indwell believers. This is the age of the Spirit or the age of the church. But that age would then end. What happens then? Well, the age ends when Jesus comes back. This is called the second coming of Jesus. And it is an event that all Christians should look forward to. You see, all Christians will then see Jesus face to face and enjoy eternity with him. However, when Jesus comes back, he will also judge those who do not believe in him as well. So for unbelievers, it is important that they repent of their sin and trust in Jesus for salvation. There will be a time when it will be too late. Now, some might argue and say, well, as long as I decide to follow Jesus before he comes back, I'll be just fine. And that's not a great way of thinking for a few reasons. But one of them is this. We don't know when Jesus is going to come back. He didn't give us a day and a time. He didn't say, listen, on Tuesday, uh, November 14th, 2038, I'm going to come back. He didn't say that. He just said he's coming back. And so the decision to follow Jesus is an urgent decision for unbelievers. And it means that it's an urgent mission that we have as followers of Christ to tell people because we don't know when Jesus is coming back. So, Miss Gina, let's say you get uh, in the mail, you get a coupon and it says on the bottom of it that this coupon is for a limited time. It's a limited time offer and it, the coupon is for something that you really, really want. Would you wait or would you get that thing as soon as possible? Well, geez, I would get it as soon as I could. That's right, because it's a limited time offer and you don't know how limited that it could be tomorrow that they stop doing the offer. So you got to go out and get it right away. Mm-hmm. Boys and girls, let's say your room is messy. Try to imagine that. I know that's probably hard for you to imagine. But let's say just strangely, your room is messy and your dad comes to you and says, if you clean your room before this timer goes off, I will give you $100. But here's the catch. He won't tell you how much time is on the timer. But he tells you that it's more than enough time for you to clean your room. So, would you wait? Would you say, let's sit down and eat a snack. I don't like to clean my room on an empty stomach. Would you maybe sit down and watch television? I'm just going to finish this episode and then I'll go clean my room. No, you would go as fast as you could to clean your room, hoping to complete the task before the timer goes off, right? Because you don't know how much time you set it for. So you're going to go do that thing right away. The mission is urgent, right? Clean your room. For Christians, our mission is also urgent. Make disciples. For unbelievers, the decision is urgent. Repent and trust in Jesus. And Peter was addressing the return of Jesus when he said this to the churches. That's our verse in 2 Peter 3, 9. The Lord is not slow to keep his promise. He's not slow in the way some people understand it. Instead, he is patient with you. He's patiently waiting for you to repent and trust in him. He doesn't want anyone to be destroyed. Instead, he wants all people to turn away from their sins. 
God doesn't want unbelievers to perish. He doesn't want them to die and face judgment. He is patiently waiting for unbelievers to repent and follow him, but he will not wait forever. When this age is over, Jesus will return and we will need to be ready. Now, if you have questions about trusting in Jesus, I want to encourage you to talk with your mom and your dad. Now, we don't want to make you uh, want you to make a decision out of fear, but the Holy Spirit may be working in your heart right now to show you that you need Jesus and you need to talk to somebody about that need. Making a decision to follow him isn't just about the future. It will actually change your life today as well. So let's pray together. God, we thank you for the free gift of salvation that you have given in your son. And we thank you for your patience in giving unbelievers a chance to repent and to trust in Christ. We ask now that by your spirit, you would make us wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Uh, So having discussed these scriptures, here's the question we want to leave you with today. Uh, We know that God will return to judge unbelievers. And so this mission that Mr. J talked about is an urgent one. Um, So the question is, why doesn't God just let everyone into heaven? Why does he save some but not others? Here it is again. Why doesn't God just let everyone into heaven? Why does he save some but not others? 